And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Well, carbon credits are an evolving market as more players get involved and as demand continues to rise. So how do you know that you're making the right decision when or if you decide to enter the carbon market on your farm? Travis Kraft, Director of Sales for Indigo Ag in the carbon credit space, offers some perspective. But first, he talks about Indigo Ag's start in the carbon market. 2020, 2021, we really started to look hard on how our uh, our products were performing in the industry, but also how growers were transitioning. At, at, at the ping word at that time was regenerative ag, right? How do we get involved with that? What what changes can we help make through cover cropping, through uh, grazing livestock, through tillage, different things like that? But as we got into remote sensing data and really getting deep into soil science, that's when it really got special from a standpoint of we can help make real tangible change and show the data behind it and assist that grower or whoever we're working with with the correct information to help maximize their efficiencies and get past where they may be stuck at. Now, Indigo Ag works directly with farmers and others in the industry through their carbon product. We have a program where a grower uh, enrolls with us, and then we do all the data measurements. We also we then go and sell the credits on their behalf. They get 75% of that credit up front, and then it stacks year over year over year for as long as they're in the program. So every time they make a practice change, every time that they do something more, um, I guess, sustainable on their farm, it continues to bump that payment up year over year over year. So it's, we're not there's no tangible thing that you can hold for carbon. I think that's what's the biggest misnomer in the industry is that we're all thinking of that this, this stuff is in the ground, right? And who's monetizing it? Who's paying for it? Is the government involved? Is it not involved? There's so many swirling questions, and it's really pretty simple. The big question farmers have is how much their carbon is worth. There is multiple metrics to actually talk about whether you are at risk of a reversal, meaning that you could let carbon back into the atmosphere, or you have a permanence factor, meaning it's going to go deep into the soil. The more your permanence factor goes up, the higher that carbon credit is worth. So whether you're sitting at $37, $47, $57 a credit, the longer that thing stays in the soil or the more practices that you can prove that you've done over time, the higher that credit value would be worth today and in the future as well. If you're just currently just turning and turning and turning, the value of those credits is going to be very little. You can look at any other industry. There are over 175 different carbon credit financial models in the world. Ag fits a very small space, only 8% of the entire market, but they're worth the most because they have the largest amount of opportunity to sequester that much more carbon. That's Travis Kraft, Director of Sales for Indigo Ag at the Carbon Credit Arena, and he reminds you to ask yourself some important questions before getting involved in carbon markets, such as knowing where the money flows. He says right now growers are in a good position where the demand for carbon credits is high, but the supply is low right now as farms contemplate whether or not it's a good idea to jump in. While the U.S. Custom Harvesters will host their annual convention in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma later this month from January 25th through the 27th and gather more than 800 members in the custom harvesting industry. The Oklahoma City's new convention center will host the USCHI members. The annual convention will feature a trade show showcasing over 140,000 square feet for vendors and associate members, combine clinics, forage clinics, state meetings, speaker sessions, women's and kids events, a children's safety day, musical entertainment from Wade Hayes, and more. The trade show will feature sponsors such as Case IH, Class of America, John Deere, JCB North America, and many more to demonstrate the newest equipment, services, and 
technology that Harvest Crew owners may need. Now, according to Greg Thurman, longtime USCHI member and past president, he said, quote, the reason I come to this convention each year is to see the people. Over the years, the networking has provided jobs, loaner trucks, friendship, and more. The board of directors will elect a new leader to an open board seat for the organization as well. You can learn more details about the upcoming convention for the U.S. Custom Harvesters by going online to USCHI.com. Again, that is USCHI.com. Well, Farmers for Soil Health started as a collaboration between the United Soybean Board, the National Corn Growers Association, and the National Pork Board. The three organizations are working together to improve sustainability practices in agriculture. Dr. Ben West, Executive Director of Farmers for Soil Health, says one of the ways they're doing that is developing a sustainability marketplace. We've already got the bones of the technological platform developed. The purpose, the goal of that platform is to put farmers in more direct and transparent connection with end users. Farmers growing commodities with certain sustainability practices that lead to benefits like carbon sequestration, biodiversity, water quality, soil erosion, etc., can list those commodities on a platform. End users, whether those are food companies, biofuel companies, feed companies, looking to acquire commodities grown under certain practices and yielding certain environmental benefits can talk to each other and make bids and deals in a direct, transparent kind of way. They're getting positive feedback on the platform idea, which is still a work in progress. And we've still got some details of this to work out. As you might expect, it's a pretty complex system and idea. But one of the things that we're becoming more and more confident about as we talk to our corporate advisory groups and our farmer advisory groups is that everybody is enthusiastic about the basic idea of having more clear and transparent connection between farmers and end users. It puts both of them on a level playing field. And we think we'll be good for both ends of the supply chain. And West says his group is looking for farmers who want to take steps forward in sustainability. Enrollment in Farmers for Soil Health is open now. We actually opened it last fall. We've had a decent amount of enrollment already, but we expect this year, 2024, to be our big enrollment year. We're hoping over the next five years to get about 1.3 million acres enrolled and really kind of set the stage for farmers to be in the driver's seat, to be a leader in the sustainability space and in even bigger ways than they have in the past. That's Dr. Ben West with Farmers for Soil Health. And the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas, Nevada this year had plenty to offer in the way of future technology, including self-driving cars and artificial intelligence. Radio Inc., though, says broadcasters should be encouraged that radio continues to show up at a high-tech event like CES. Radio's largest presence was in the car, just like in everyday life. One company showed off the DTS Auto Stage technology in a BMW. It offered a visual way to enjoy AM, FM, radio, and in-car games like Jeopardy. Now, as electric vehicles continue to grow, companies are looking for ways to help drivers and passengers pass the time while their EVs charge. The same company showed off adding HD radio to Harley-Davidson motorcycles. John Deere showed off its future farmer-focused technology, which included radio still playing a big part of the in-cab entertainment system. And that all became more important when looking at agriculture's push to preserve the AM band in rural America. 
Well, that is a look at the latest news of agriculture here on this episode of American Ag Today. If you have stories for the program, send them to me via email, Jesse Allen, J-E-S-S-E-A-L-L-E-N, at AmericanAgNetwork.com. That's going to do it for American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you and yours a great rest of your day.